love, welcome to this week's episode of Another Phase. In case you're new here and you've just stumbled upon this podcast wondering what it's all about, um, I'm your host, Tamara Dreesen, and this podcast is for what I'm saying is the Lunar Curious. And it's where I have conversations with different people about the moon, astrology, manifestation, self-care, psychic abilities, intuition, um, spiritual activism, and so much more. But this week um, is episode six, and I am joined by my friend Lucy Sheridan. We're going to be talking all about comparison, which is something that I think that we all navigate at different times. Sometimes it's louder and more unruly than others, and other times it's just in the backseat, not causing us too much hassle. But I think it's something that we could all relate to, and this is why I really wanted to have Lucy um, on another phase so we could talk about this and dive into all of that. I'm very much finding that as I record these conversations, but also as I listen back to them, I'm learning so much about myself through this process. And I really hope that these conversations are a gateway for you to have your own aha moments and tap into your own wisdom as well. At the time of recording this with Lucy, it was August and we are now in September and uh, my book Luna is out in the world and I'm kind of like in this in-between phase where I am very much questioning what next, what should I be doing and I think that's this heavy programming of like onto the next thing, onto the next thing, you know and this other part of me is just like to stop, take, you know, take some time out, um, get in the slow lane. And it, it feels very conflicting. Um, so listening back to this conversation, I was just like, oh my God, Tamara, like that awareness that I had back then, I really needed, need to take my own advice. And also just, yeah, what Lucy was sharing and talking about as well. was just super enlightening. And it's been, yeah, just so soothing to my soul, listening back to that. Um, and this kind of like recognition and permission slip to do what I know that I need. Um, so yeah, like if you are having a comparisonitis flare up, whether it's big or small, I really hope that this conversation serves you as well and just helps you plug back into your, um, into yourself and tune back in to what you need. So I'm just going to leave you to enjoy this conversation now. having me I'm Lucy Sheridan the world's first and only comparison coach so I appreciate that is possibly one of the most niche job titles in the world um <laughs> ultimately what that means is that everything I do um whether it's a, a talk in a school a piece of social media content or seeing private clients everything I do is focused on helping people stop comparing themselves to other people amazing like and like you've been on Oprah you are like um, I've worked with you like you are yeah. just like you're the you're the one that everyone goes to for really stepping into their self-worth and and coming I think what I want to say actually with the words are like just coming home to themselves 
Oh, thank you. That's was like... well, I, I received that as an enormous compliment because mm. that is, it's interesting tomorrow. Like people come, it's like the thing's never the thing. I was like, comparison is a Trojan horse to something else. Mm. So people think like, I must stop comparing myself to my colleague. I have got to stop comparing myself to my partner's ex. Yes, both things are true. Mm. But there's always something behind that, which is really the thing to look out, look at. And that can be worked with. Like that's the real magic mm. that's there. So comparison is almost like that sharp end of that, that arrow that allows you to go deeper and really solve um, what's been going on so that comparison can just do one, basically. Because yeah. I was listening to your audio book um, the other day. I bought it ages ago and then lockdown happened. So oh, normally I listen you. to the aud- like audio when I'm getting the train and going into something yeah. about. And because I haven't had that. I just haven't been listening to what yeah. I say. I was doing recording my audio book, had a, a flash of comparison because <laughs> I, it, was, it was hilarious. Because I was like, listen, I was like, oh my, on my way to record my audio book, and I'm like, oh my god, Lucy sounds amazing. She is so good. How am I going to sound like this? Like, and it's just like this is hilarious. So I'm listening to this. <laughs> Let me share a funny story with you around that. Yeah. I have always thought I had a slight speech impediment mm. because I am I can be a bit lispy. Yeah. And we sat down to do the to read it, and I said to the production um, person, I was like, "By the way, I've got a bit of a speech impediment. I think I observe it. This is how it manifests in how I speak." And he was like, "No, you haven't." I'm like, <laughs> uh, "I think you'll find. Yeah. Yes, I know my lived experience, but actually, I just speak really fast, and my tongue yeah. can't keep up. Yeah, so I'm the same. Have a list there. But what when I was recording it, just just being able to slow down." made it a really quick experience I think they allowed three and a half days and really two because once you're kind of like in front of the paper and you're just slowing down reading it just makes it completely different which mm. is was it challenging because like I'm used to kind of not speaking off the cuff I'm used to speaking conversationally and following a tangent and, and maybe using an example and making sure that the person there like is really clear and I'm very illustrative in how I speak yeah so that people like things land but in that scenario, you just got to read what's in, on the page. Like, yeah. Let that part of your brain go to sleep. Yeah. Sorry, slight tangent. No, but I think it's helpful for people to hear that. Topic. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> yeah, because I was, I remember, I was like reading it and then we recorded my, like recorded mine and then we re-recorded the intro and I was like, I wonder if that's what like they did as well. Like, because yeah. <laughs> you've warmed did. up by then. That's it. I went back and recorded yeah. it. Re-recorded, correct. So yeah, inside info, inside info. So then yeah, I was like, cool. <laughs> But when I was listening, like the reason I was saying this, like when I was listening to your audio book, and um, I literally was like trying to walk to the station, and then I kept like stopping to write things down because oh, I wow. was like, oh, and like we're oh, gonna have to talk about this please. as well. But just around like comparison, I think there's so many things that people put labels on themselves that they're, that they're not good at, good at, or it's a fault or something. And I really love how you frame like comparison as something to be like using it to our advantage, like working with it rather than, and like you've got um, the comparison test where people yeah. can find out what the comparison type is. So, yeah. And I, I was do, actually doing a moon ceremony the other night called like, um, it was called Free Your Mind and it was all about limiting beliefs. And I think that's the same thing. It's like, it's rather than having that define us, it's like, how can we work with that? Um, and one of the reasons why I wanted to speak to you for like another phase is because firstly, like I mentioned you in the book because around like social media and oh, like around in, a ritual for letting go. Um, but comparison, people work with the moon 
a lot of them are drawn to the moon because of manifestation. They mm-hmm. want to make yeah. things happen, you oh, know, yeah. and also the moon is for self-reflection. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh gosh, I can speak to Lucy because <laughs> when you're manifesting, comparison is something that gets, is one of the biggest hurdles for people. It's like, it's already been done. I can't do that. I'm never going to be that good. Like all of, all of those all of those stories that come up because it's just your ego being like, just, just stay over here. It's fine. It. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but we're looking at kind of like the waxing moon phase for taking action or the waning moon phase for letting go and like letting, using that awareness that maybe has been highlighted from the full moon of this person's triggering me or this situation's like a lot and it's stopping me from doing what I want to do. Like what, um, how would you recommend people using comparison to their advantage? Like, have you got any tips or like hacks? Oh yeah. And I think um, what's important too is to recognize, like I said, you can work with it. That doesn't mean that you have to end up loving and celebrating the person or the (laughs) content that is triggering your comparison. That's not the destination. You want to get to a place of neutrality of, I just don't think about them anymore. Mm. Hmm, Yeah. That's a, that's a lovely coat. That's a lovely child. That's a lovely house, whatever. But it doesn't go any further than that. That's the real aim. When it comes to um, the first steps of working with comparison, it's first of all, all of this must be done with dollops and dollops of self-compassion. It really must, because don't start by trying to cancel your feelings because that provides like a double punch. Like I'm comparing, but I shouldn't be comparing. It's like, you know, that's not helpful. So the first step is notice what you notice. So what is it? What is it about that person? Or what is it about seeing people going to places like that, that is coming up for you, that is coming up for you? And I try and use that word instead of trigger Mm. because it's just a little lighter in tone. And if we can be a bit, a little lighter in tone, it means that we can embrace it more and go further and deeper more quickly too. So what is it that's coming up for you? Well, if I'm honest, what I notice is that I feel really insecure when I see people going on holiday in summer. And I, when I really think about it, I never prioritize that self-care or answer my own need for adventure. And that pees me off. Or when I compare myself to my partner's ex, what I notice coming up for me is that they used to um, spend a lot of time at home together and they like really renovated their house together. And we don't have kind of like a shared project or a shared interest. And that's making me feel like we aren't connected in some way. So my comparison has little to do with the fact that they converted their kitchen and everything to do with the fact that we can find, we could find a different flow. We need to find an outlet for us to kind of, to connect basically. So notice what you notice because the thing is very rarely ever the thing. Yeah. (laughs) And in that moment, when we get to that insight, even though sometimes it's really confronting, Mm. we can first of all get to that place of like, huh, okay, well, that's just me. So you might even, you know, for those of us that are perhaps more spiritually inclined or spiritually curious, let's say, and I think that's where I certainly would place myself spiritually curious. We kind of decide to put our big toe in shadow work there. Because what we're doing is we're embracing the parts of ourselves that 
uh, we wouldn't want anyone else to see that we're a bit embarrassed about. We break the taboo in that moment. We're able to absorb it. So to summarize, first of all, we notice what we notice. Then we get to the real realization. We get to that crystal of insight. What's this really trying to tell me? Because that person's air miles has zero to do with how I'm feeling right now. What I'm feeling right now has everything to do with the fact I haven't made this choice for myself or I don't have a plan for this or this feels out of reach for me. Then we can move through to them. Like we kind of go into a totally different room with that door of insight. And we're then able to be like, well, what are my first steps to getting where I want to go? What does that version of success, and I'm using air buddies here, because yeah. I think success <laughs> is a really wide term, but forgive me, let's keep things jargon free. Mm. I always keep jargon free. But what does my version of success in that area look like? And it's even starting simply journaling on that, Pinterest on that, then allow that to become a plan, which is, I've re- I really want to go places in my career. I really want to go places in this company that I work for. So I am going to like polish up my LinkedIn. I am going to talk to my manager and say, you know what? I would really love to be going to work in that, you know, in our international office within the next two years. Can you help me with a plan to support me to do that? Like I'm all in on this. Yeah. And before we know it, we'll leave. We have an action plan. And from there, we can take steps back to ourselves, but forward. Yeah. In- our version of success too and that will deeply connect you with yourself your resources your life to the point where again you kind of see that thing on social media that might have led to a oh gosh moment or yeah. going down rabbit hole and you just scroll on past hear an anecdote about someone that you used to compare yourself to and you go oh that's nice anyway what are you doing next week and it just rolls on not because you're arrogant, not because you don't care, but because it just doesn't, it can't get to you. It just can't get in. It's like you put yourself, you kind of think about this visual of like, you know, beekeepers have beekeeper suits. Yeah. Like you just, I love bees, by the way. So yeah. no shade to bees. <laughs> but what we do is we put ourselves in a beekeeper suit where actually we've got loads of rooms to move around, but nothing can get in and bother mm. us in that mm. way. And that's really the, the ultimate destination for it. I think what's also really important to bear in mind, Tamara, is that sometimes comparison will like you'll we can orbit in and out comparison yeah so, I do yeah yeah I know we I all do, do we all do yeah we all do I'm like I my job is not to and I do so like let's <laughs> yeah. just have a moment of humility there yeah um, we'll have a moment of just being real there of course but the intention is to get the orbit to be as long and as elliptical as it possibly can so like man I'm comparing myself I haven't done this for two years what's coming up here Rather than this should be solved, it's right. Oh, right, back it comes. And I think, and you know, I'm sure you've heard this language before, and I've heard it lots um, in kind of well-being scene. And it's not about circling around; we are spiraling around. Mm. So when you come to comparison, two years on, like, so my, I'm 37 next week at the time we're recording this. Let's say some stuff's coming up for me <clears throat> that I haven't experienced in in a few years. I'm meeting it as. 37-year-old me with everything under my belt and in my experience and cleared or healed or not. <laughs> yeah. In that moment, not 34-year-old me. And we've got to give credit where credit's due. So again, really big orbit, trying to stretch it out so that a relationship with, with comparison changes as well. So let me share a little bit with you. We'll perhaps get onto this, but if you wanted to um, do the comparison test, there are different types. I used to be a comparison generalist. I was a scanner. So, so do you change? Yeah. 
yeah I think you I, well, I, I, re- I was thinking that when I retook it I was like I couldn't remember what it was last time I think we do because we, we meet it with the people we are there and yeah. kind of with what's coming up or you know another word triggers being there so I used to be a scanner I was a generalist I would compare myself to lots of different people in lots of different ways at lots of different times I was scanning that was my kind of state it is as exhausting as it sounds so if you're a scanner as well I just want to say Please feel seen. Yeah, I, I'm a scanner. Yeah. According to the test, I'm a scanner. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't think my I didn't think it was that bad. No, yeah. not that a scanner's not that a scanner's bad. But you know, yeah. we again we just don't realise. But when we call it out and we can see it, then we know what we're what how to support that. And that's exactly it, darling. So I'm an archer now, um, and I'm sure I'll change again. Yeah. So I'm an archer now. And what this means is I compare myself to people I don't know that are far away in one specific way. So almost like there's a bullseye. So um, to use a more general term, strangers on the, maybe like one or two strangers on the internet that I'll never know, that will ne- and they'll never know how much time I spend on their Instagram yeah. posts, <laughs> TikToks, or whatever. Um, <laughs> or they're like home DIY, like home set up DIYs. Right. I saw that oh, on yeah. your There's not the much I have not noted. Like I could do a quiz on them and that would be quite scary for them to know. Yeah. <laughs> but there I am, I'll out it. There I am, yeah. I'm an archer. So it's very yeah. specific in that way. So for, the, for these reasons, you're like having that awareness of like, oh, okay, that, you know, th- this is what's coming up for me in, in this way too. It can really set us on the path to, like I say, having much bigger orbits right now. So my um, comparison used to be kind of like a low level hum um, that would affect me all the time. And so I would make, I'd be comparing at lunchtime, it still be affecting me in the evening and then that might, you know, excuse me, language piss me off for a bit that week. Now my comparison is, <laughs> I must listen, darling, I'm a Leo, so I'm going to use this one, but my comparison has quite a, a volcanic effect right. on it, and that is, it's hot and it's instant, but ultimately it does dissolve away yeah. quite quickly. So in a moment, I might feel that, because I mean, my, I'll speak when my experience of comparison in my body um, is it feels hot, it feels like there's a, a spark of adrenaline, and then I can feel quite, it's very emotional. So I'll kind of first come up with anger and who they think they are and all that horrible shadow stuff. But it's just me. So I use the word horrible lightly. Um, (laughs) And then I come down to, oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, that was really bitchy. Oh, gosh, when am I going to get over this? But it's really kind of like it's, it's, it's very combustible in that moment. But all this happens within about four minutes. And my husband will come in and he's like, are you all right? And there I am like Gollum from Lord of the Rings over my face. Oh, what are they doing going to Bali? Oh, how dare they make a million dollars or something like that? And it does like, you know, kind of like, like I was going to, you know, I identify as a witch as um, like yeah. lots of our pals do tomorrow. So I'm not saying like, I think witches get a bad press, as I think we'll agree on, but it's like that cartoony witch. Yeah, of from, like, the Disney, yeah. The Disney, before we gave it the rebrands, it deserved yeah. it. Deserved, um, excuse me, but it has that weird effect, like Gollum, like grabby kind of like energy with me. But one of the ways that I come through that is big belly breaths. I flood my system with oxygen, which brings down the physical sensations, which clears my thoughts and allows me to go from to, that was a bit weird. Glad Mm. no one else saw that or knew what was going on with me. That and, and, it, and, and what I'd also say is, of course, the opportunity to comes up to like, right, what's coming up for me? But there are some times when I'm just like, that has come up for me. And it's enough to observe it in the moment. Rather than, right, cancel this afternoon. I've got healing to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Sorry, Ro, you're not getting a walk today. I've got to go and heal something. Yeah. 
like because it's ongoing and because it's like it'll always be in like my backpack you know emotional baggage like <laughs> two shoulder straps on with <laughs> that one because it'll always be in my backpack there'll be it's enough to acknowledge that came up big time I'm gonna come back to that but right now I've got to do the laundry I think it's really important we allow ourselves to have the human experience because we are we're not a project we're in a you know we're not we are not a personal project necessarily but we'll each have personal assignments and you've got to come to those when it feels right like I know that I could probably do with a bit of therapy on something that's coming up for me and has been over lockdown I'm just not in a space to sit and talk about it at the moment but I've got a feeling what I kind of count as like my second new year around Samhain October 31st Around That's a bit, always a big one for you, isn't it? Yeah, I love that time. When the when the darkness starts to come in, I'll go for the therapy and I'm gonna and it'll feel like it'll feel perfect. Yeah. So I'm not putting it off because I just can't. I'm putting it off because I want to meet that with the energy that it deserves because my emotional health is really precious. And I will not like over I will not um like overlook that basically. I won't. There's like there's plenty of time. And something I'm also becoming more clear on too, thanks to like working with the moon, um, is that there, you know, we have time to figure things out. It might be, I go to, I mean, hopefully it's a long way away, but I go to my grave with some of this stuff. You know, it, it's lessened, it's trans, it's transmuted, some of it's dissolved, but whatever my stuff is in this lifetime, I, it's, I don't have to clear the decks. No. And that's given me a lot of peace because it's like, I'm up for it. My assignment is on and I'm committed. But like it, it has to have its place as well in my 3D human being, like deeply rooted experience of being like, you know, a, a, a woman on planet Earth, basically. Yeah. Or someone who identifies as a woman on planet and Earth. And it's under, like you said, it's knowing what your your comparison process is. Yeah. Like the journey. And it comes yeah. up, it comes, it's, di- it's different. Because uh, oh, I remember when we were working together, when I was having some sessions with you, oh, it's like, it feels like forever ago when I was like, yeah, oh, I think it was probably- uh, about four years ago yeah and I was like just like tight yeah or maybe even longer but yeah tiny tiny little wolf sister <laughs> it's still, still, still over 30 but um and I remember being in I'd booked in with you for like brand stuff but then I was like yeah no comparison isn't a thing and just before our first session I was like struck with this huge comparison with someone else where I was like they're they're doing what they want to do full-time I'm still hairdressing and like, oh, like you said, it's like not fair, like real kind of, but then the guilt that comes with that. Oh, yes. Because yeah. you're like, why am I, why am I feeling like that about that other person? Well, I do wish them well, but it is all, how I see it is always a, just a, a mirror for like our potential. When we're That's getting exactly that comparison, it. it's the frustration in like, why yeah. aren't I doing what I deep down, even though there's That's maybe another it. part of me that's saying, you can't do this. Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. Deep down, you know that that's what you can be doing. And I, I would, like comparison comes up for me when I'm tired Mm, when mm. I'm burnt out and I'm like pushing and I'm like everyone's doing this and that's probably where the scanner comes in because I'm like my I need to rest but I'm resisting it and then looking what everyone else is doing and then that's kind of making me feel worse about myself I think that's it is when we're not answering our own needs Mm. and then it's kind of that has like an emotional whiplash effect as well it's like I need to stand still to regroup and replenish but I want to go forward and that has like this whiplashy kind of effect too I also think I noticed that 
I compare when I'm not connected with my own plan or I don't have a plan. Yeah. And that's not to say like, mm-hmm. I must be productive to be successful. It's not that. No. But if I can just kind of see or kind of feel even in my auric field, if I can kind of feel something coming in that like, I believe like our ideas are like delivered to us, you know, for us to kind of collaborate <laughs> with, like Elizabeth Gilbert kind of um, wrote about big magic. If I can feel that coming in, like, I'm cool, I'm sound. It's when I've gone too far off course that it will it will really really rally Mm. and also I think when I've been ignoring what I want so a big part of like the human experience I believe is like allowing yourself to want what you want you know even if other people might not want it they might judge you for it and by the way no one has to know you can keep that completely private yourself I know certainly like I've kind of seen if certain people get to a state of business and they're achieving certain things and I kind of feel left behind. I'm using air bunnies as well, because what the hell is left behind? There's only yeah. your own pace, actually. <laughs> but then it will really, it will really rear its head then. And I think, Tamara, getting getting to that point of um, what what am I doing? Like, how is this helping me? Like, how can I celebrate this person or just be all right with what they're doing and come back to myself? Like, what is why, what is the mirror showing here? Getting to that point as quickly as possible is huge in dissolving comparison away. There'll be some times when I should probably choose a different way, but like I have wallowed in comparison. Like there's been this kind of like sick attachment to it because whether we like it or not, it's uncomfortable. It's like, it doesn't help us very much, most of us too. Um, And it keeps us tremendously stuck, but it's familiar. And, you know, and I can stay in this warm bath and not have to get out and do my own work, then fine. That's what I'll do. I'll, yeah. have, I'll be a little bit bitchy about someone um, to myself because I've got no one to talk to because I live on hill on my own with yeah. my husband. But anyway, but I'll be a little <laughs> bit bitchy to myself in this moment and have a little bit of judgy pants because then I don't have to get my flip chart out and do some journaling yeah. or have a look at what I want to call in yeah. myself. It's easier. And that, can, again, can be confronting. So we have to get, as soon as we can, get to that point of what's the mirror here? What's mm. the real message? And do some journaling or... Yeah, that's just really... Like, like letting it out, I think, is really helpful. Yeah. And actually, one of the things I release to the moon when it's appropriate, or even, I mean, if there's, like, a few grudges or, like, really like obsessions because I'll get a bit obsessive about certain accounts people to follow I find myself what's um what's your moon sign I'm a Libra moon okay yeah and so I'm actually not that sure about what that says about me or what the potential interpretation is there because I kind of I'm a um I'm a Leo sun but Pisces rising which really resonates with me the Pisces rising element I'm like very tick box in some Leo elements but like more so tick box in some kind of Pisces elements actually I do feel like that is where I kind of identify Mm. but when it comes to um like these kind of comparison like our comparison habits and kind of um where they take us like just getting to that point of the mirror I think is so important Mm. yeah Yeah. it is like and that's the thing it's like that's why I was saying like what's your moon sign because the moon sign is like the nurturing aspect of us like what we need to feel supported Uh and safe and secure so that's why I was like how does that work for like having that mirror and that realization and then looking at your moon sign to support that and nurture that as you're moving through through it yeah in different ways um but yeah like I think moon's um when things are being brought to our attention, so not say, not saying triggered, like yeah. when things are being brought to our attention, it is like how can we nurture, not to wrap ourselves up in cotton wool, but also wallowing is it? It's kind of fake nurturing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is, and that's the thing. Um, like you say, it's kind of you. 
it doesn't serve us ultimately like you say like anything fake mostly apart from my fake time yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I think like with like a Libra moon like a Libra moon as your natal moon can be about like your relationships mm. like that safety and that harmony but also being in nice surroundings I mean like look at your house it's like Libra is like Venusian like it's that Venus energy like coming through um and just like yeah I guess seeing like what helping to see using that lens is like what what's important for you yeah something sorry I meant to just mention there like because yeah. I went off another point not not no. rare for me and um, was around something I'll often release to the moon yes around grudges or obsessions of mm. the people so um, please let me like release my obsession with Zoe from school. Yeah. Like please let me get off social media and stop looking at this online shop, mm-hmm. you know, and comparing myself in that way. And I will give that to Moon as well. And there'll be sometimes I'm like, hi, Moon, here I am again with my obsession <laughs> with Zoe from school. Yeah. Um, if I could just ask you to try a little harder to take this away. <laughs> I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. And like, what would you, your, like, what are your moon practices? Like, is, do you, are you like a full moon gal or a new moon gal? Mm. Or do you like to work with all the different phases? Gosh, do you know, it's, it's something which has kind of ebbed and flowed, mm. which I'm sure the moon loves. Of course. Um, like it's been <laughs> the title. Um, it's something that's ebbed and flowed over the last few years or so. Um, and I used to be almost like devout in it, like, oh, it's waning. Okay, so, all oh, right. And it was, it became like a, a, almost like a weekly, a very regular practice. I find myself yeah. Googling things most mornings. In recent years, it's loosened somewhat. So I think my moon practice is probably not as potent as it could or should be. And it follows a few principles because my approach to kind of my spiritual practice, again, being spiritually curious is, showing up is is part of it showing up can sometimes be the main thing yeah (laughs) and so on when I'm kind of when I'm um so to honest answer to those questions my moon practice is fairly consistent and I will use it and I do the same thing every every time which is I'll make a list of things I'm grateful for and I want to hold on to things I want to release hello grudge with Zoe from school Um, (laughs) things I want to release whether it's like money blocks or you know whatever it is physical tangible otherwise and then things I want to call in and manifest and whether it's kind of under a new moon or a full moon I'll kind of perhaps put a bias on you know like uh, when I'm going hard on manifesting I'm like right okay that's going to be a longer list kind yeah. of thing and that's something that I do um sometimes I'm a bit late sometimes a bit early but I will try and do that exactly on the day and even at the time that I can try and stay kind of curious enough and clear enough around that because I kind of feel like my relationship with the moon, like everyone's will be totally different. But I do think that one of the things that we all have in common is that she'll just, she's there to see where we see how we're showing up, not to test us or assess us. No. She's there to say, how can I help? What do you need is really how I feel. Like that's the major download I get whenever I speak to the moon, really, or whenever I'm kind of communicating in that way. So that is, that's the, that's what I do every, every two weeks, every moon. And, you know, at the very least that, I, uh, you know, if you do that every month or, you know, as often as those, you know, a full of new moons apply, then you're checking in with yourself 24 times a year. That's yeah. a big tip in terms of like being deeply connected with yourself, actually. Definitely. Um, when I, when I need to call in the big dogs. Yeah. So for example, <laughs> when I was manifesting this house and more than that, trying to earn the money on planet earth for the deposit for the house. Yeah. Um, I had like, I had, I was using candle magic and sex magic and the moon. So that I had to bring in the big dogs. On Amazing. Cause I was like, what was your process? People are going to yeah. want to know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
so um a lot of a lot of sex magic around that were you doing well. that with Al was he down with oh, Al? actually mostly on my own yeah um because I kind of felt like I can do this for both of us yeah but in when when I'm manifesting something or, or sometimes like um when I just feel like you know there are some moons that touch us more deeply and that you feel a sense of being called to them almost like being called to a temple in a, a past life so when that's the case I might kind of um light all of my candles even my really posh my Elton John ones <laughs> you know I might light all of my candles and then get my A3 pad out new page and then I'll light my Jupiter candle mm -hmm. and I have a moon candle as well one's very dark purple one's very dark blue and I'll light those as I complete the ritual and then I might even put on some like pagan music or some maybe um uh what the what oh my gosh what's that thing I always listen to a uh, solfeggio rhythms okay um, I put on the solfeggio rhythm. What are uh, they? I've never heard that. So, so solfeggio rhythms are basically, basically, she said, and takes 10 minutes to describe it. So, yeah. <laughs> solfeggio rhythms are, um, they are pieces of music which are tuned to different hertz frequencies. So, for example, um, the energy, so I think, oh God, don't at me if I get this wrong because I've not had a coffee yet. <laughs> I think something like um, 472, I know I'm wrong with that. So, mm. um, don't at me. I know I'm really yeah. it. 472 hertz is, for example, the rhythm of Earth, but it, it creates, it has the vibration, the frequency that's there. So I'll maybe put kind of like unconditional love on, and that'll be like 800 hertz or something like that. Yeah. Again, so is it I like binaural beats? Yeah, similar to, similar to, um, possibly exactly the same. Actually. I just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Cross my solfeggio <laughs> rhythms. But I'll, if you kind of type in healing to Spotify there or Kundalini Yoga to Spotify, there's some incredible and um, like deeply connecting, deeply moving and shifting um, uh, playlists on there. So I'll put those on too, and then I'll go in hard on my um, going hard on the on the list, so to yeah. speak. And then I might even kind of pull a um, do a, a spread. Mm. to do it do a spread as well which I think will um really help and that just really centers my energy around that and I and I basically kind of and then I'll read those out to the moon like go outside to the moon and read those out we we had um on the I think it was on Monday was it a uh, Tuesday the full moon like this week as we're speaking Monday uh, Monday yeah, yeah that's right um on Monday night um the moon, we there's a reservoir down the valley um where our house is and the moon just kind of came up over one of the hills and then like just poured silver onto the water and it looked Whoa. like liquid mercury. And I just had like this moment of just, I was just, I was thinking, I was like, oh yeah, it's full moon. I was like, but I'll do my list. And then in that moment, I just said, thank you. Yeah. And it just stood there like under her light. And then our house is Victorian. And there used to be what they called a night garden here. I don't know if you've heard of a night garden, but nice. this is a garden that's deliberately like white petals, light blue petals, like very light pink petals so that the moon would catch it. And they provide light in the garden in the at night time. Wow, I've never these, even heard of that. That's right. We 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 revamping our garden. No, right, now, exactly. Everyone gets the upgrade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And what was amazing, we have these, they're not called daisies, they've got a proper name, I don't know what they are, but we mm. have these enormous daisies in the, um, in like lots of them up, but very tall at the moment, I've been as tall as me um, at the moment in the garden, and the moon kind of caught them too, and it was almost like daylight, but moonlight. Yeah. And I was just like, just going to let this, I'm just going to be completely enveloped in this, I'm just mm. going to say thank you. Um, so all that to say, my moon, um, 
I think the moon is all right with me keeping a routine, which then it tends to flex. So I'm present with it and always aware of when they're kind of coming up, even if I'm like, is it full or new? What am I doing at the moment? You know, and I'll quickly Google it. Um, but it can be more intensive and, and I guess it's always intentional, but perhaps more intensely intentional depending on, um, what my personal needs are as yeah. well. Something I've started to do as well this year, which I think I might, I'm probably really behind on this and people are like, well, uh, that's a bit selfish. You're a narcissist, but I've started to include like the world, excuse me, goodness, windy pop. Sorry. I've started to include like the world in my practice. Like I pray for healing in this area. How's that narcissistic? Well, I, no, I think because like, I haven't been doing it. Oh, you haven't been, been doing it. Like, oh, okay. I'm great <laughs> okay, on that no. coffee complete, making. You're a complete narcissist now then. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've been very loose on that. Yeah. So I've always kind of said like, you know, I'm manifesting peace for everyone that needs more peace. But obviously don't want to get in people's face about what their manifestations are. But I've really gone really specific. Like, I really hope that that person that, you know, launched that charity, like gets so much abundance and just try to just like increase out the 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 zorb yeah. of the practice there um that kind of yeah that just feels like an an, an important extra add-on for me at the moment but also I think from that space of like manifesting more for yourself or the closer your closer community yeah. that is manifesting peace for the world yeah yeah like it's the ripple yeah. effect isn't it and yeah, I think if, ripple if effect, when yeah. we're when we're healed or the clo- or we're supporting the people around us that's what like us actually being on the ground rather than like universe yeah like world peace like moon world peace like it's like it's the little the little yeah. things isn't it that also yeah. are the big players yeah exactly yeah. um and one of the questions that I like ask everybody like on this is like if you could go back to another phase in your life when would it be and it could just be a time to like just enjoy it or like to give yourself a message Oh gosh, how long have you got? Um, (laughs) What I would say is, I think it would be going back to um, like 17 slash just turned 18 year old me who was about to go into like the first big heartbreak Mm. that if I'm honest, has really left kind of like vapor trails over my life. Like it really has. And I realize now it's like, you know, with the perspective of it being like nearly 20 years ago, that it could have been anyone it was what happened and how I processed it or didn't process it or you know be you know that time that you know set the course for what happened next but I just wish I could go back and just kind of say don't lose yourself to this like I maybe wouldn't have understood like what it is to grow through something back then because I was very like I didn't really discover like like I say didn't become spiritually curious until about say 10 12 years ago Mm. But I wish I could go back to then and just kind of put just in the, with like with the biggest big sister energy, like yeah. grab her shoulders and be like, "Look at me, stop it." Yeah. <laughs> like stop pretending you're not devastated. You know, stop suppressing this. Um, stop, you know, not reaching out. Stop feeling like you can't talk about it. Like find people that you can. I think that would have helped a lot. And I think yeah, the minute um, I heard that question, it, it had to go back there because you know people kind of um, you know. I think inner child work is a really precious and um, beautiful um, practice in the self-development kind of toolbox that we have there. When I'm thinking inner child, I'm not just thinking nine-year-old, I'm thinking 17, 18-year-old Lucy. Like what the effect that had over my adulthood, and I still find re- that will like orbit in every so often, 
was ca- like cataclysmic. I don't know if we use that word correctly, but big. Yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, proper huge. big. It was proper big, babe. <laughs> proper big. And so going back to that phase, I think, and just allowing myself to take myself seriously, even if I felt like others weren't, I felt like really dismissed and misunderstood and like like other people I, I felt like I wasn't like living in the same world as other people you mm. know and actually realized all of those feelings were valid I just didn't have an outlet for them yeah so yeah it would definitely Whoa. need to go back there I, and I've even as you were saying it I was getting full body like goosebumps and tingles thinking there'll be someone that's listening to that now that might not be 17 yeah. but they need they will need to hear yeah. that yeah and like I say like I'm gonna be like my next big birthday is 40 that's not you know please god may live to see it that's where kind of like you know that's what's coming and it still hangs around it still visits me in dreams it's I journal on it a lot and you know I've had countless like readings about it and never really got to an answer apart from I think the answer still to be revealed yeah so if you're feeling like why can't I forget them or that happened ages ago it's like yeah welcome to the human race yeah exactly <laughs> I, I am still not over it in lots yeah. of different ways and I think sometimes with those with certain relationships in our lives that whether we're still in them or not I do think there's a past life connection because it's that strong yes that, yeah. like, and when I'm doing tarot readings for people that comes up a lot it's like why can't mm. I move on why can't I move yeah. on from that but there's something in and a lot of the time it's more that it's like will I meet anyone else like they're still holding that candle for that other person and yeah. comparing that's it darling. but it's like having that kind of awareness of like well maybe they're, they're there to teach you something and I think that's it I've been able over time to like I say like what was that situation trying well no what mm. was that situation? not trying what was it teaching me how does it continue to teach me and that's made it easier to separate from me and them and that's there but yeah I mean that's and by the way I'm I would love to say and because it's true I'm really happily married so yeah, of course, like, yeah. Both no, things, yeah oh yeah no what I, mean, what I mean is both things can be true yeah. what the, the person I came into this happy relationship with is still processing that but it isn't affecting my current relationship no. and hasn't done um but it's like both things can be true and I think that's something I've kind of that I think that was part of like you know the trip up for me is like I can't until I process this I can't do that and it's like oh absolutely the opposite yeah yeah and that's the thing I think people can overthink things and question it but like you said you can be happy but still be um you have that like a, a scar that you yes. see from yeah, that's that, a really that, good that time. It, yeah. oh, it's like yeah it's still there I'm in this completely different situation I'm happy but that that little it's still healing like there's still every now and again it, like you catch it that's exactly that you put it perfectly yeah that you wouldn't be in that you wouldn't be with mm. Al now if that hadn't mm. happened as exactly. well that's the other yeah. that's the other thing isn't it like yeah that's these things it. everything does happen for a reason oh yeah and it's it's only I say it's only when you get there you can mm. look back at oh I followed I followed all the breadcrumbs to this yeah. moment, all of them. Yeah, yeah. I've just remember that. I think, you know how you were saying you would say to your 17-year-old self, like, that what you're feeling is valid. I kind of feel like that's why maybe, don't make me put this into your yeah. it, it feels like that may be why you are so fierce about mm. making sure that other pe- people feel seen and heard and represented. Oh, gosh, I'd not thought that really resonates, Tamara. That really, really, really resonates. Yeah, because... 
and I think that that's I do say that a lot to people like as don't cancel your feelings yeah you have to, like don't ever yeah it literally like, it's like a cold shower <laughs> like, oh, I know it's like, oh, yeah God. like I think that really resonates because mm. like comes from a place of empathy not yeah. instruction of course yeah that really resonates yeah. thank you so much for sharing <laughs> golden nugget um but for anybody who is like because I'm I always think like who doesn't know Lucy like everyone should know Lucy right now <laughs> but if for anyone like where can they find you and also what for you all oh, know rewind like what's coming up up next for you what do people need to yeah. know about what's coming up next so well I I'm gonna do so I'll answer that question as clearly as I can do I'm still <laughs> in planning mode at the moment but something I'm really keen to do is I have a social media program called the good gram and it's basically a social media confidence course. And I, I did it last year and I really want to do it again. So we we'll do that in October. But what's coming up for me is I'm like in big ass integration mode, not because I'm grandiose and I'm so important. I have so much to learn and integrate. It's really, <laughs> there's just been a lot. Mm. So what's coming, what, what I'm working on is kind of like not, can, maintaining what has been happening and like the abundance that's there, the lessons that are there integrating them properly mm. and then getting my backpack on to go somewhere different so I'd love to say like I'm launching this I'm launching that yeah. and hold on to your broomsticks I'm doing this as well but I'm really not babe yeah um so <laughs> but I think that's just again that, that's something that I really advocate like the the going inward like that is the the next phase that's exactly. the next phase for you. It isn't always like onto the next thing, onto the next thing. Because yeah. again, that's not sustainable. No, and that's it. Like we need, I know you and I share a lot in common, a lot of the same beliefs and values, but something, I, one of the main things I think you and I share is we're here for the long game. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I want to be like, you know, if it's in God's plan, I want this to be a, and I use the term God very generally. Yeah. Um, I want to be here doing this when I'm a really old lady. Mm. You know, I want to open like, you know, summer schools for kids to come and like be themselves and it'd be like for there's so much I want to do. Um and I, I insist on taking my time to do it because it's like I just want to enjoy the road. I've been I've got quite a bit of sag in my chart. And you go like counter <laughs> counter on the next thing and I just need to I need to be that Leo lion lying under the trees in yeah. the in the sunshine for a bit. Oh, I love that. Um, I'm just having that visualization. That's going to be you for the next, for your week off. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> just flicking my tail. Just flicking my tail. Um, and where can people find you? I think the best place I suggest is on the gram. So mm. I'm at Lucy Sheridan and I'm sharing. I don't think you're going to get me on surreals. Let me just tell you that now. <laughs> but um, when it comes to the gram, like I'm on there every day sharing comparison free advice, giving workshops or, um, you know, sharing journal prompts so that you can actually start to use like immediately. Um, so if you'd like that in your feed, please come and find me. Yeah. And then like people, you've got your website and then also you've got your book, The Comparison Cure. And yes. that if anyone is listening, and they're like what what comparison type am I like, out of curiosity oh yeah if you, yeah okay <laughs> so you the scanner the scout the archer or the squirrel um go to my um go to Inst- go to my instagram lucy sheridan if you go to my bio it says take the comparison quiz and you'll get an immediate answer and then a couple of days later i'll send you a full report because it's a bit like a reading actually it's not mm, just yeah. three bullet points enjoy I've written these specifically for your type and it even has like some coaching next steps on it for you as well. So one to hold on to, to download and mm. keep. Yeah, yeah, it's well worth it. Yeah, I love I loved doing mine and reading mine. Oh, um, thank you, babe. Where, and yeah, and like I recommend, definitely recommend getting the audio book. I'd say get the audio book because then you get to listen to Lucy. Oh, thanks, Thank love. you. Like, that's the best bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Aw, well, thank you, Lucy. <laughs> Tamara, it's been amazing. And um, thank you so much. Just Aww. so blessed to have you in my life. <laughs> Aww, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, babes. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into this episode of Another Phase. I hope you've enjoyed hanging out with myself and Lucy and this conversation about comparison. If anything that we have shared um, resonates with you and you've had your own aha moments and realizations, we would love to hear about them. So please do DM me at underscore underscore at Wolf Sister on Instagram or send me an email. And likewise, like get in touch with Lucy. Um, we'd love to hear from you if there's anything that you want to share. But yeah, next week, I am joined by one of my best friends, Pip Roberts. And this conversation is going to be all about embodiment and the concept of grounding. So how we need to slow down, get back in our bodies, um, and also like how to do that. Pip shares a practice um, in in that episode. So um, you'll have some tips and things that you can take away and put into um, action. So yeah, I'm going to leave this with you. And as always, please do subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already to make sure that you don't miss the latest episodes. And if you could rate and leave a review of this series, I would love you forever. And that would be really helpful to just help me spread the word so that other people um, that are new here and they just stumble upon this podcast can kind of, yeah, find out if this is for them. Have a lovely week and I look forward to sharing next week's episode with you.